Good morning. I'm Karen Adabani, and my guest uh, today is Luke Kendall. He is the new captain of the Mendocino Unit of CAL FIRE. Is that correct, Luke? Uh, I'm the unit chief. Oh, uh, unit chief. Excuse yep, me. All right. Mendocino Unit. Yep. Unit chief. And, you know, that name sounds familiar. Um, I think I've had another Kendall on the air recently, maybe the last couple of years, and that would be your brother... Yep, Matt Kendall. Matt Kendall. He's the sheriff of Mendocino County. He is indeed the sheriff of Mendocino County. And I wanted to get Luke on because he just got this job, um, and I wanted to talk about what he's doing. He oversees this unit, which is the Mendocino County unit for CAL FIRE, which is one of the larger areas, isn't it? Yep, it's a pretty good size, uh, just shy, I believe, 2 million acres for uh, CAL FIRE. Then you oversee the whole thing. So let's um, let's let the listeners get a. I want to give a background check of uh, where you came from, how you got here. Uh, I'm, I will say that since your brother was raised in Covalo, I'm going to guess you were raised in Covalo also. So uh, from Covalo on, how did you end up becoming our? It's not captain; it's chief of our yeah. fire unit. How did that happen? Yeah. So I. Uh... I was born and raised in Covalo. My dad was a fire captain for CDF at the time, which is now called Cal Fire. Uh, he spent uh, close to 25 years uh, for Cal Fire or CDF, um, and he worked out in Covalo. So that's where I was born and raised. Uh, and then when I got out of high school, I uh, jumped into the fire service. I was a volunteer out in Covalo for a, a few years and then um, went to college over in Chico and uh, went through the fire science program there and then got a permanent job with uh, CDF and came back to Mendocino and worked here for about 15 years before I transferred up to the SISTI unit. And where were you placed while you were in uh, Mendocino County before? Well, I've worked in almost all the the stations here. I worked uh, my first two years, I worked out in Point Arena. And then I transferred to Covalo once my dad retired in 1991. I believe that's when he retired. And then I transferred, no, in 92. Uh, and then I transferred to Covalo in behind him. And I was a firefighter out there for a couple of years. And then I had the opportunity to go to uh, Howard Forced Hell Attack. And I spent four years there on the copter and then promoted to engineer and went to Boonville. So I spent a few years in Boonville. Uh, and then got a permanent job and went to Ukiah and spent a few years there, uh, and then back to Howard Forest. And then um, before I left uh, the Mendocino unit, I um, went back to Colo as a fire captain. So I spent a few years there as a fire captain before transferring to Siskiyou into the pre-fire engineer job. So to say the least, you know Mendocino County real well. Yep, I've been I've been around just about every place in Mendocino County. Maybe not uh, on every back road, but I I have a pretty good feeling of uh, the community. Great, and it's nice to have you back again in our county. I always always like to see people that have gone and in this kind of work, and young people that go out and learn their profession, then come back and use it in our communities because we um we need more young people doing that. There you go. Um, so Luke, um. 
When we talk about CAL FIRE, I want to I give the audience and the listeners an idea of how big the CAL FIRE is for Mendocino County. I know there's a lot of stations. How many stations do we have for CAL FIRE? I, I'm familiar with the one in Anderson Valley. And then I know, of course, Howard Forest. But beyond that, I have no idea. So why don't you let us, tell us all about those? Yeah, so um, there's 10 uh, fire stations, and then we have a, a variety of other things. So I'll just go down through them. So we have a fire station in Cobo that has two engines and a dozer. <clears throat> then you swing over the hill to Laytonville, and we have a, a, a station there with two engines. And Leggett, we have two engines. Uh, go over to the coast, uh, which is in Fort Bragg. We have a one-engine station in Fort Bragg. And then uh, we move up to Mendocino, which we call it our woodland station. It's called, uh, and that's a one engine station. Uh, And then we slide up to Boonville and Boonville's got two engines and a dozer. And Point Arena's got a one engine over there in in Point Arena. Uh, Hopland's got one engine. Ukiah's got two engines and a dozer. And Howard Forrest has got two engines and a dozer. And then uh, if you go down Highway 20, you'll see our new fire center, which was at Chamberlain Creek. Uh, that used to be a uh, CDCR uh, conservation um, crew, and now it is uh, Firefighter Ones. If you go a little bit further down Highway 20 is Parlin Fort Camp, which is still a uh, inmate camp. It's uh, co-located with uh, CAL FIRE and CDCR. So that's where our inmates are uh, located. Okay. We're going to talk about that coming up. But I wanted to get the statistics down. What about how many employees does that make you having overseeing? Um, We're just shy of, I believe we're just shy of 400 uh, in the the unit. Oh, wow. That's a lot. Okay. Is that full-time or is that just during the fire season? That's during the fire season. In the winter, it's about half of that, you know. we did definitely scale down our seasonal staff, uh, you know, after we're out of peak fire season. Okay. And then has that, I know that um, I thought that the state was upping some of uh, the personnel numbers. Has that affected Mendocino County? Have they given us more personnel for this summer than had been allotted in the past years? Do you know? Yeah, we've, uh, we've changed, you know, one of the deals that has, has really changed is our, uh, firefighter one hand crews, you know, uh, out here at Chamberlain Creek Fire Center, uh, we have 80 firefighters that are stationed at that location, which really adds to the number. Um, then we also have, uh, you know, we're in partners with the three C's um, and they're going to have a, a fire um, crew this year with our leadership and their crewmen. Um, so you'll see that this year. And we also have uh, the California National Guard crews uh, that are in the unit uh, that are also helping out with fuels work. Um, and you'll see them throughout the summer. Okay. So when you call it, when you say CCC, I, we love the acronyms. Can you just spell that? Is that that conservation? Oh, that's the, uh, yeah, that's the um, California Conservation Corps. Conservation. Yeah. Corps. Uh-huh. There we go. All right. I knew one of us would get it. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes the acronyms get a little thick, so I have to kind of break it down just so everybody knows. Absolutely. Um, well, there had been um, a couple shows I'd done that came up about the Conservation Corps and using the inmates. That's at the Parkland, I guess you had said. Um, and is that still that during COVID they had shut that down the last two summers? 
I no, we still correct. have, um, I tell you, we've had a, a major reduction in um, our crews uh, that we used to have with C, uh, CDCR. <clears throat> right now, we have uh, one crew out at Parlin Fork, uh, and that consists of, I think there's 16 on that crew right now. Uh, you know, that fluctuates depending on uh, what, who we take in for uh, that CDCR brings in from Susanville, and then who is paroling. So uh, th- those numbers do fluctuate, they go up and down. But right now we have 16 on a crew out there um, as we speak. So the, do you get to use those guys and gals for helping to do preventative things, or are they just sitting there waiting for fires? What's the? How do you fit them into the whole fire mechanism? No, we, we, uh, we use those folks for... Um, we call it grade projects. And, uh, you know, a lot of times we go out and do fuel reduction work uh, throughout the community. We also do um, nonprofit work for, you know, like cleaning up and around the fairgrounds and rodeo grounds and, and uh, cemetery work. And, you know, a lot of that type of work where uh, it's hard for uh, the community to, to get um, sponsors or to get, um, work done. So uh, we've used those folks in the past for many, many years in, in Mendocino County to, uh, to go out and do a lot of, and we also do, uh, you know, conservation work, stream restorations, that kind of stuff, uh, whatever is needed, um, you know, pre when we're not on fires, we're, we're doing that kind of work, or we're doing fuel location work throughout the communities. Uh, we've done quite a bit of work in Brook Trails over the last several years um they've you know our crews have worked up there quite extensively now are you in charge of that group of the 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 uh, inmates that are there or the yeah i have a division chief that oversees the camp but then i oversee the division chief yes so they're all under our control in in mendocino county I was just thinking if, if there's a nonprofit that's listening or a community need that's listening, like our fairgrounds and stuff, how would they get word? Where would they call to maybe say, hey, I've got this project and I want to know if your guys and gals would fit into it? How would they access that? Yeah, what they would do is they would contact the Parlin Fort camp. And then there there is um, a process that you go through uh, to see if it would fit to use those type of folks to do the work that you're asking to be done. Um, before we used to have, uh, nine and 10 crews in the unit, uh, and now that's dwindled down to one. So it's, you know, that one crew is, uh, is challenged to keep ahead of all the things that we used to do, um, you know, counting wide. So, um, you know, the first thing that we focus on is fuel modification work. That's the, the, our bread and butter, because that also gets us set up for, fire season, you know, running chainsaws and running tools and that kind of stuff. Um, but we do do a lot of other things uh, when time allows, like, like I said, you know, we go to the fairgrounds and help clean up, get ready for the fair, or, you know, a lot of times we go to, you know, rodeo grounds and those kinds of things to help out. So so just curious, why has the um, number of people available to do that shrunk so much down to one crew? Uh, I think it's just the the early release and a lot of the uh, legislation that's come out um, for allowing uh, the early release of, of inmates. And a lot of probation. That would make sense. Okay, yep. that would make sense. 
All right. Well, when um, you've only been, I didn't get a chance to ask you. I forgot to ask you, actually. Uh, when did you start this job? Wasn't it just, um, just a I few months? I started February 1st. Oh, February 1st. Okay. So yep. you're just like new on the job. But you've been around the area so much, it's not like you're walking into an unfamiliar territory and you knew a lot of the players and probably worked with a lot of the players around here. Yeah. And, you know, I, I left uh, in 2006. So a lot of the players that, you know, I was, uh, you know, that I worked with um, prior have retired or moved on. So it is a, a new group of people um, in the, you know, the, the fire service in Mendocino County, but there's still a lot of them that are, that I, you know, I recognize or they recognize me or they recognize the name, you know, and some of them uh, we've certainly worked together uh, through the years uh, coming up through the fire service as well. You know, and this is probably this is probably a good time to make a plug that if there's anybody listening or anybody who has family that they know that might be inclined to get involved with the fire services, what's it take to get on with Cal Fire and how would you how would we, you know, put that out to some young person and if I see some young kid on the street that looks like he might be wanting to do it, what would what would you tell them to do? How do they get involved? Well, the first thing to do is uh the best way to deal with it is to come by the station and talk to uh, some of our fire personnel um, that will kind of steer them in the right direction of the, you know, there's a lot of training that you need to go through to get hired for Cal fire. Um, and I know that, you know, Mendocino college has worked very hard to uh, work through uh, getting some of those programs there. And right now we're working with them to uh, assure that we're, uh, there's a process here in Mendocino County where some of these kids or young people that want to be firefighters uh, have an avenue of, of going locally and getting that training. So um, if you are interested in getting a job with Cal Fire, um, the, it's kind of weird because you have to apply in November for the following fire season. So it is one of those things that in March and April, it's too late for this fire season, but certainly get your application in and everything in November uh, for the next fire season. So does Mendocino College Community College have all the coursework that's needed for somebody to to work into this position? Yeah, they, they have, and we're working with them now, um, and they have in the past as well. They're they're working on different um, classes and stuffs to assure that we're meeting the needs of of Mendocino County. And you know, we would love to hire local workforce. You know, uh, the local kids that start here are going to stay here, and that's truly what we are looking for. You know. Well, and then I'm going to do a personal plug here. One of the things I tell the young kids in my community is start out by volunteering at your local fire department. I mean, that's, that's one of the best ways you can get in. You can learn. There's training that most of these uh, volunteer fire departments do the training and they don't charge you either. So you get a lot of on the ground training beginning. And then, of course, you need to move on to do the JC and all of that. But, you know, I shout out if you're going to consider it, volunteer for your local fire department. Get involved because uh, I see that our local fire department. A lot of our people are aging out, Luke. I mean, we've all been here for years, and <laughs> we're aging out of this. We're not going to be jumping around and doing this kind of stuff many years long, longer. So we need these young kids coming in behind us. So Yeah, absolutely. And not just, you know, there's Cal Fire has many, many different avenues. So it's not just 
firefighting, uh, you know, riding on an engine. There's so many other things that are out there. You know, we're always looking for support staff. You know, we have people that are, we call them force logistics officers. They run our warehouse. We have um, folks that work in the front office and does all the finance things and our personnel. We have dispatchers. Uh, there's many, many different things out there that, that Cal Fire offers. Um, and we would love to, to hire uh, local people that are in the community. And um, if, if you guys have any interest of, of getting to know what's out there for Cal Fire, certainly uh, reach out to your local stations and we can kind of direct you to the right place to put your applications in and, and kind of get you started in the right direction. Yeah, I believe I just saw an ad. It might have been on Facebook somewhere locally where a list of all kinds of jobs that Cal Fire is looking for for this summer, even down to having a cook. Because you you supply the fire lines with food and all that kind of stuff. So there's tech support, like you said. There's kitchen support. There's all kinds of support. It's just not being on the fire line with the chainsaw and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it that's t- for sure. takes a lot of people to back up those people that are out there, you know, putting their life on the line. So um, let me just take a moment to reintroduce myself. I'm Karen Audubonny. This is TKO. And my guest today is... It's not captain, it's chief, excuse me, chief of the Cal Fire Mendocino unit, and that would be Luke Kendall. And I'm thanking him so much for coming on. We're doing this pre-recorded because his schedule has been really, really intense. And I just felt it was important to get this information out before the fire season. Uh, and so everybody knows what's going on because, yeah, we're in the middle of rain right now when I'm recording this. Um and that's great. Unfortunately, it, it does beef up the ga- the grass. Uh, the grasses are getting bigger. The grasses, when they dry out, are going to be more flammable. So we want to get this information out now so that we're all prepared and have an idea of, uh, you know, who's who's going to be dealing with this if, and I hope not, but when we have our fires this summer. So, Luke, let's get back to what you've been seeing since you've been on the job since February. I know you had to get in and find out what's going on at all the upper echelon levels and all the paperwork. I get that, but that's been inundating. But the other part of it is is that you've had to go out and meet all these different local fire departments. Um, I think I saw a number the other day that said we have 21 local fire departments. I, I imagine that would be out in the rural areas like Anderson Valley, Leggett, Covalo. And then the city of Ukiah, the city of Fort Bragg, and the different cities have their fire departments. So have you had a chance to do that? Have you been meeting with these folks? Yeah, I had the opportunity to go to uh, our, the county fire chief's meeting uh, a month and a half ago, and we actually have another one tomorrow. So uh, we're looking forward to, to going there and collaborating with the other fire agencies and and, you know, that's one of the topics we're going to be talking about is the upcoming fire season and how we're getting prepared and, and what resources we have that we can uh, use meet for mutual aid and, and that kind of stuff. So we'll be working on agreements and, and different things, getting prepared for fire season. So, And how, do, how are these organizations looking? I know um, a bunch of the fire departments, and, and then you're also dealing with the EMS, emergency services 
those uh, med- it's emergency medical services. Yeah, yep. I think that's what. Again, with the acronyms, got to break those down. So we have those going on. We have the f- local fire departments. Um, they've just got a chunk of one-time money this last year from the PG&E money, which I'm. I've seen a lot of things online where a lot of the small departments are buying new equipment, getting things up to speed, getting it, getting their personnel equipment up, and all of that. Have you had a chance to really get an idea of? How we how well prepared these smaller agencies are to do to go into this season. I mean, how does it look from your angle? Yeah, I I think that we're all gearing up for fire season. And the the reason that we are very successful, not in just Mendocino County, but uh, California wide is because of our good mutual aid system that is built. And it's so important uh, that we, you know, we have good collaboration, that we're working closely together and we're, um, we're covering each other when, you know, one person's out, you know, we can move resources around to assure that we, you know, we have that protection or those, those resources ready to jump on the next fire or, uh, you know, traffic accident or whatever, you know, comes down the line. So um, I, I think that all fire agencies in California, probably nationwide, you know, we always struggle with volunteers, like you just said. Um, and it's such an important what uh, makes the system go around is, you know, that we all pull together and we all collaborate. And when the emergency happens, regardless of where it is, we, we all jump on it as quick as we can and uh, get things put out. So are you seeing anything that we can we as a community can help our local fire departments with? I mean are I mean we're only as prepared as the money that is available, all right? We've all been started out with, you know, a, a truck here, a tank there, and we've added as the years have gone on and there's been some really good equipment that's come, but do you see any weaknesses in our system right now that I need to be we need to point out to the community so they can help get that happen? Well, I I think that you, you know with with all volunteer, all fire services and volunteerism and things like that, it's not just pulling the hose. You know, there's a lot of other things that are out there. You know, there's grants that need to be written. There's uh, grants that need to be administered. There's, uh, uh, you know, the support staff for the volunteers. There's many, many different things that uh, people can do to um, to support your local volunteers, you know. Um, so if you have any kind of skills that you might think could be uh, helpful, I would definitely reach out to your local chief and see if your services could be needed. You know, uh, I know in, in Colo when I was a kid, there was uh, a person that was very good at writing grants and they helped do that, you know, and that really helped the, the department succeed on some stuff. You know, or just um, being a cook after a fire, coming down and being a cook for for the volunteers. There's a lot of different things out there. So if you if you have uh, interest to to give to your community, certainly reach out to the fire department and give them uh, your abilities and they they might be able to fit you in. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. It takes all levels of it and that's what I encourage everybody to do is reach out and see see how you can fit in. See what they need. You know, you never yep. know. They just need maybe just need somebody to come by and, you know, clean the place out and do a sweep through every once or once a month or something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you just never know and it's uh it takes all of us to make it work. So when I wanted to just talk a bit about uh the process of how 
who gets involved. I know, and I always reference Anderson Valley because I see that on the floor, but I, it, 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 it is the same in other areas, I'm sure. So if there's an accident or if there's a small local fire, um, we call 911. You tell them it's in Anderson Valley up a certain road. You see smoke or there's a house or something. Um, I know the local fire department goes out, but I've also seen that CAL FIRE goes out too on that. Is that an automatic or is that something is triggered by the extent of the event? Yeah, it depends on when you call 911, it, it will revert to Howard Forest here in, in Mendocino County. Uh, they will... Um, query the information that you're telling them. So if you're, uh, say you're reporting a vegetation fire on, you know, uh, the Boonville grade or something like that, then uh, they will go ahead and send out a response. Depending on what type of year, time of year it is, will dictate what type of response you're going to get. But if it's in the middle of the summer, you will certainly get, uh, you know, local volunteers, uh, if it falls within their jurisdiction, or if we have a, an automatic aid agreement, depending on where it is on on the road, um, would dictate which uh, response we would get. And then you would also get a response from Cal Fire. And if it was in the summertime, you would get six engines, two dozers, uh, two air tankers, a helicopter, a battalion chief. Um, let's see, what am I missing? Prevention officer. Uh, you know, we're... And then, um, you know, some equipment from our local volunteers for, you know, water tenders, that kind of stuff. And so it just depends on where uh, the emergency is and what time of year it is, is what type of emergency response you'll get. But you'll certainly, if it's in state responsibility area during fire season or during the summer months, um, you're definitely going to get a response from, from CAL FIRE. And uh, most likely you will get a response from your local volunteers, depending on where, uh, what jurisdiction that falls in. Well, in Mendocino County, we are all collaborators. We all help each other. And that's, the, that's why we're successful. Well, and I've noticed over the years, like I've told people, I've been here 40 years. I've, um, I've seen the collaboration um, tick up every year. I see that there's more collaboration and more communication back and forth between all the agencies. It's it's gotten to a point where I feel it's really at a good place. Um, one of the terms you brought up that I would like you to clarify is the state responsibility area. No, what did you say? What yeah. was, was that? What was so it? there's there's uh, three different areas that you'll see throughout California. One of them is the local responsibility area, and that is if it's in a Incorporated city or in a uh, non uh, timberland or rangeland area of of California, say that would be like the valley floor of Uriah Valley. Um, that is LRA land or the the valley in Covalo. That the, right down the valley floor is local responsibility land. Uh, once you get out of the valley floors, then it turns into the state responsibility land, uh, and then that's our area. And then if you get deeper into the forest, uh, depending on where you're at in California, then there's the federal responsibility area. So it's LRA, SRA, and FRA. Wow. And those are uh, <laughs> kind of hard to understand. That's how we know whose local, jurisdiction it is. Yeah, we got local, state, and then, yep, the game to federal. All right. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay, that's so that's good to know. That's a good informational thing so we can see things when we're going. So if there is a fire, I'm just going to throw one out at you. Uh, say there's a fire up in uh, Mendocino National Forest. Um, mm-hmm. The feds aren't going to be there right away. Isn't that you guys first? No, that would be their responsibility area. And uh, they have engines throughout the Mendocino National Forest. Oh, they do? Uh, oh, yes. really? Oh, and, no, I see it in know, I think that. that in Covalo, they have a couple of engines out there. And I'm not exactly familiar where all their uh, engines are located. But, you know, they are scattered throughout the their forest. And they're responsible for those, those fires. And, you know, we could certainly... Uh, it might be in a mutual threat zone, which is a place where uh, it's a zone between the federal and the state land, and um, we might have a, a, a dual response to those areas to assure that we are uh, jumping on those fires and get them put out. Um, but um, mostly, if it's on federal land or federal DPA land, then that's their uh, their area to protect. And it's our area to protect the state responsibility land. So that would be the national forests, and that would be BLM land. Those would be the two. Okay. So if it was in the national forest, most likely it would be uh, the the U.S. Forest Service. Okay. And so how many? I didn't I, actually. I did not realize that there was national um, stations and equipment in the county. Do you ballpark any idea how much there is available to us in the county? I know, never, I, I've never even heard of that before, actually. This is yeah, there's, there's engines, there's huh. some in Covalo, and they have a water tender and, wow. and things. And then, you know, there's others over in Lake County, and then on the other side in Glen and Calusa counties, huh. uh, they have equipment scattered throughout the forest. Um, to, you know, when I was a kid in Covalo, there was like uh, four stations, three stations, I think, three stations that they no, four stations that they had equipment at. They, you know, with funding and different things, they've moved some resources around. And I'm not exactly sure what they have uh, on, you know, forest wide, but I know that they they do have resources out in Covalo, out, out at the Eel River Guard Station and or at the one in Covalo. Well, I was just thinking because these fires, they take off. Now, they it's not like it used to be. You'd get a fire and it, you could, you know, approach it at a pace. Nowadays, the fires take off, and then when they take off, they really take off. So having their equipment there first, they must have to call in. What I was thinking about is the planes. We have the big tankers now. And are those CAL FIRE tanks, or who owns those tankers, or who runs it, those tankers? It really depends on where, where you're at in California. Like here in in uh, Mendocino County, we have two of our uh, air tankers um, that belong to CAL FIRE, but up in Redding, there is a couple of tankers sitting up there that are federal tankers along. We have a couple of tankers there as well, but it just depends on where you're at in the state, uh, depending on who owns the air tankers. But <clears throat> we use a closest resource concept. So uh, if you know we have a fire uh, on the say out in Covalo, then we're going to go ahead and send our air tankers um, from Ukiah. And then um, we just use, for aircraft, we use the closest resource and we just share resources back and forth. So that's implying to me that CAL FIRE and the feds have a good relationship of let's just get it knocked down, whoever can get there first, do it, and then we'll back you up. Yep, that's exactly Thank how it you. works. That's what I want we to hear. Work, we, we work... Uh, very hard every year to collaborate just like we are with the, the local volunteers 
And actually tomorrow I have an annual operating meeting uh, with the Forest Service and we go over, you know, what resources we have and what they have and how we're going to work together to assure that we're, um, you know, jumping on these fires and getting them put out. So that, that happens every year. And um, we really, like I said, tomorrow is the meeting that I'm going to learn exactly where all their resources are. Uh, and, you know, if they've moved anything around or if they put some more resources on, I'll, I'll learn that tomorrow in that meeting. Well, I want to jump back to that. You just said we have two planes in the county now, and this is a new thing. We didn't used to many years ago. We didn't have planes in Mendocino County, the the big tankers. Uh, And that's been something that's happened over the last several years. Uh, I was I'm surprised to hear we had two. I thought we had one. So are those placed at Ukiah Valley um, Airport? Yeah, at Ukiah, we have uh, one. Uh, we have two air tankers and one air attack plane that that flies out of Ukiah, and that we've had that there for several years. Um, but again, those are one of those resources that are shared, and um, we, you know, they could be going to a fire in Lake County just as easy as they're going to a fire in Boonville. So, and then what about that, and then what about helicopters? I yep, mean, I've seen. One, we have one helicopter in the uh, in the county, and we're hoping uh, that we're going to uh, get that one replaced this year with uh, the new Blackhawk. So um, that's what we're we're working towards. And um, there's been some um, contractual things that the department's been working through, but uh, I think we're getting closer and closer. So I think uh, if we don't see it. By the end of fire season, we should see it uh, the beginning of next fire season of actually having a Black Hawk stationed here at Howard Forest. And so, we'll be retiring the uh, the other copter that was here, the, the Super Huey that we have. Uh, we'll be going over to um, Sacramento. Oh, okay. So we'll still have, we'll have one, but it'll just be bigger and more modern and yep, in a good faster shape. And faster and be able to pick up more water and that kind of thing. Great. Okay. Well, that's great. So it sounds like our assets have really built up over the years since I've been in the county. Um, yep. It really, we really have got them well placed. And then we do mutual aid with other counties too, right? If if there's a huge thing going on in the Sierras, we can send crews over there and them base yeah, there. How does that work? It's uh, how that works is um, we have, you know, each one of us have our own, we have 21 different units throughout California, just like California, uh, just like the, the one here at Howard Forest, you know, Mendocino unit is a unit, there's 21 of them throughout the state. And then uh, we are, we have our dispatch center here. Um, and then uh, we have in North Ops, which is in Reading, they're a, um, they're the, the group that will move resources around. So if there's a fire in um, say Sacramento or, um, you know, in Siskiyou, then we put in the request, the unit will put in the request for uh, resources. And then the, um, the dispatch center in uh, Reading will place that order to each one of the um, dispatch centers to mobilize a strike team of engines or a strike team of dozers or crews or whatever they need. And then they move those over to that fire. Okay. So you'll see that in the summer months, you know, uh, normally we have 16 engines staffed uh, in Mendocino. And once we get into drawdown, because we're out on so many fires, we might, you know, only have 
10 engines or five engines in the unit. And then we backfill with local government, the volunteer engines, or we bring resources from Southern California up to, to backfill our stations. So we're prepared, but, you know, we're constantly in the middle of the summer, we're constantly moving uh, equipment all over the state. Seen that happen, seen the dozers go out of, on the flatbeds out of uh, Boonville many times to go to the bigger fires and things. Well, I'm, I'm really pleased to see that the resources that we have and the equipment has really upped the game here because the fire seasons have gotten really almost not all year round, but pretty much, especially with the drought uh, that's been happening. So it doesn't seem like there's a it's a the fire fire season has extended on both ends is what I've been seeing over time. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally, totally. So, uh, again, I'm Karen Audubonny. My guest is Luke Kendall. He's the chief of the Mendocino unit of the California um, Cal Fire, California Fire. So um, you're getting your feet on the ground. This is going to be your first season here. Hopefully it's not a drastic season. We're all praying for that. Um, let you work into getting a – get your feet on the ground. So the how's the – has the state helped out with getting us more equipment and more personnel? Yeah, well, you know, the the uh, CAL FIRE is always um, working towards how we can build our workforce to assure that we are meeting the needs of California. And um, this year, we're actually going to get two more uh, engines um, brought into Mendocino County, they're going to be a reserve. So when we get down to draw down levels, then we can staff those engines. A lot of times before what we would do is we would call the local volunteers and we would rent one of their uh, resources and then we would put our personnel on it. So um, I think, you know, we're working on trying it, you know, anytime that you add personnel or add uh, equipment, there's a process. So you know, I think right now we're going to see two more engines come into the unit for reserve or drawdown engines or, you know, when we're uh, during peak fire season, you'll see us up staff those. And I think that over time you'll see the staffing uh, model come with those engines. You know, I don't think it's going to happen this year, but we will be looking into the future for trying to get uh, more staffing to be able to supply those engines on a, on a normal basis instead of just when we're in drawdown. So do you think those trucks will be here by this summer? Yeah, we're going to have them in the unit uh, by this summer. Okay. Again, we're not going to be uh, staffing those unless we're in drawdown. Um, and then we will put our personnel on them because anytime that we do that, then we have to put on a staffing pattern, which holds personnel on duty which is, uh, you know, it's a challenge for us because we certainly want people to, to be able to, um, you know, go home and get time off. Um, but when we get in drawdown situations, uh, you know, we put a staffing pattern on, hold all personnel on duty, and then, you know, we upstaff the other equipment we have to assure that we're meeting the needs of California. Well, and the other thing I look at, too, is that if you get an engine that's down, you've got one ready to go right back up. That's that's the way I look at it. I'm I'm kind of my shade and tree mechanic. You know, I'm always yeah. looking at that kind of stuff. You've got to have a backup to your backup. So Well, yeah. and that's the way it is with our newer engines. You know, it, it's like the old engines that we used to have. They weren't as modernized and uh, maybe not as fancy, uh, but they didn't break down as much as the, the newer ones just because, you know, we're – we're all over the place, and uh, you know the the newer engines definitely 
um, there's a lot of little issues that come along with those, you know, and we're in, we're in areas where, uh, you know, it's um, a very dirty atmosphere and things like that. And, you know, things do happen to engines for sure. Well, and not only that, I bet a lot of that interior stuff has gotten computerized too. That's it's, exactly it's, not, right. it's a lot more bells and whistles than it used to be than the older trucks. Anyway, that's for sure. Yeah. So you feel like you're, you're feeling pretty prepared. I mean, the sound I'm getting, the, the feedback I'm getting from you is it sounds like we're, we're really prepared for what might be coming down the pipe, much more prepared than we were 25 years ago or the last time you were in Mendocino yeah. County working on it. So that that's making me feel better. Um, so have you taken a, have you had a chance to fly over to the county to see um, what kind of fuel is out there? And the reason I ask this is um, I drive from Boonville to Ukiah on 253, and I'm up high in Yorkville, so I get to see a lot of the forest looking to the to the west and all that. And what I'm seeing is a lot of dead standing trees, a lot of dead standing firs. I got to tell you, one of the parts that's got me, and I don't want to you know, project anything, but one of the areas on 253 is down at the bottom just before you hit uh, Ukiah on the flats there. There's some to the west of that. There's some nasty, nasty fur in the ground. And even in the west hills of Ukiah, nasty stands. So if it's happening down here, I can't even project what it might look like up in Covalo and up further north. Um, yep. How bad is it? Am I, is this just an area I'm seeing that's really bad or are you seeing it all over the county? No, we're seeing it all over the county. And, you know, that is uh, an issue. And it's certainly something that uh, is in the back of our minds uh, on a daily basis. You know, we always look at the weather and we look at the fuels uh, it, for us being able to prepare for the fire season. And right now, uh, thank thank the good Lord that we uh, got some rain and that has helped um, with some of this. I think we got four four and a half inches of rain or something over the last month, which really has um, helped with some things, but, you know, it means that we're going to have a better grass crop, uh, which, you know, in turn could lead to, you know, the, uh, you know, that's ladder fuel that goes from those light flashy fuels into brush and then into timber and our timber stands. And I'm glad that you brought that up are um, they're stressed, you know, and we see that, you know, there is some um, bug kill. And, um, you know, I think that there's also, um, uh, you know, the drought has really stressed those trees. And, you know, the the timber is definitely primed to burn. We've seen that in California, in Northern California, over the last several years. And uh, it is definitely a concern to us, you know. And so, you know, everybody's got to do their part by if you're out in the uh, wildland urban interface, or if you're out in the forest, you need to be using good judgment when it comes to uh, doing things safely. And it kind of sets us up for success where if we don't have that ignition, then we don't have that fire, you know, and everybody, if we do our part, it will set us in a better spot. You know, historically in Mendocino County, our leading uh, ignition is historically has always been um, debris burning. Okay. You know, someone's out, they haven't done their clearance or they haven't had their plan uh, set up and they go out and they start their fire and uh, you know, they go in the town to grab a lunch or something. And then when they come back, the fires got out of their pile and burned off. So, um, you know, everybody can do their part, 
by really paying attention to what you're doing. If you're going to burn, then certainly devote your time and have a plan in place. Just because it's a burn day doesn't mean it's a good day to burn, you know, and assure that you are doing your part of keeping your your uh, fire in a safe location and using good techniques for that. Um, and then another issue that we have in the county is uh, equipment use. You know, that's second to third. Uh, we, we historically see that as issues. So people can do their part uh, when it comes to equipment issues. It's really tech, you know, if you're you're moving equipment or if you're moving a trailer or something like that, assure that you walk around and make sure that the tires are good and, and uh, do your part to do your checkout and you're not dragging a chain or those kinds of things that could start fire. So that's a, another leading cause in, in the county. And then our third leading cause uh, is arson. And those are things that, you know, every, we can all really pay attention. And if you see something, say something, you know, that can really help our officers. Uh, you know, we aggressively uh, seek out and try to <clears throat> arrest um, arsonists. And, you know, those are things that are uh, an issue in, in California. So if you do see something, say something. And uh, so we can assure to button those things up and we don't have uh, an arson problem in Mendocino County. And one other thing I want to say, thank you for reminding people about the chains on um, when you're hauling a trailer, uh, the sparks, anything that's on the ground that can spark, get it up, that kind of stuff. And the other thing I want to put out, too, that I advise, um, I'll probably at some point in time getting uh, the local fire department people in to talk about what you could do as a, as a landowner and what you need to do. Like we do it every year. We stress it because, you know, 100 feet, maybe more of, you know, clear space around, all of those. We'll do a whole show on that. But one thing I want to put out right now when you're talking about it is there's no reason that you shouldn't have a, a small fire extinguisher in your car, your truck. None whatsoever. If you are out in the hills doing anything, even just going in and out like I do, I have a fire extinguisher there. So if I see something and I'm right on it, there you go. I think you know, yeah. it's just it's just they're not that expensive. Do it. Have it know how to use it, even have one in your home, know how to use it. I think that's really important. And sometimes we don't stress that enough too. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So this sounds pretty good. So um, what other things do we need to get out to these people? I want people to feel like, you know, that we're, it sounds like we're really prepared. I want to thank you for what you're doing. Um, and I know what are your priorities? One of the reasons we couldn't be doing this show in in live. This is a pre-recorded show, folks. I don't. You'll know that. I'll say it again. This is pre-recorded because Luke has been going to all these intense meetings to try to get prepped for this season. So it's real hard to get him on the air live. Otherwise, we would have been doing this live, and we could. You guys could call in and you know harass him, but he doesn't get to do that. So um, in preparatory for getting ready for the season. Uh, what are your priorities and what do you see coming down with you in the next month or two? Yeah, well, right now we are, we're, we're hiring our seasonal staff. Um, we've been doing that for the, about the last uh, month. So um, Cal, what Cal Fire is doing is we're bringing on our seasonal staff. We're, uh, we're going out and doing training. So all of the, the folks that are riding the engines are getting prepared. They're doing hose lasers, uh, you know, all their returnee um, 
stuff that they have to take care of to, to ride on the engine. Uh, our crews are out cutting line, um, doing classes on how to run chainsaws, how to, how to um, you know, swing the tools properly, that kind of stuff. Um, and then we're hiring on our seasonal staff that work on the helicopter. That's what we did last week. And uh, there you'll see the copter out flying. Um, they're doing, um, they're doing, getting prepared for fire season by doing uh, their basic helicopter operations training. And then they have a week of rescue training that they got to go to. Uh, and then they're ready to, to go. So, you know, here real soon, you'll see have by the, the middle of this month, we'll have an engine in every house uh, and we'll have our air attack base folks coming online and our heli attack folks will be um, done with their training. So you'll start to see those folks uh, at, at the bases and at the stations ready to um, answer the call. Great. One of the things that just popped in my mind too, is that um have you interfaced with our uh, Office of Emergency Service, OES? There you go, another acronym with Brent Blazer. I guess he's still there. Um, he's still, I, I guess he's still looking for a home to have a big office. I don't think they've placed him in an office yet, but have you had a chance to interface with him? Yeah, I have a little bit. And, you know, just last week, maybe it was week before last, uh, we had a meeting with the sheriff's office and we went over some evacuations type of stuff and, uh, you know, the, the ins and outs of that and how we can help each other when it comes to the emergency. Uh, and, you know, it was a it was a really good training that a lot of the um, local um, law enforcement agencies went to. And uh, it was a great way to network and to collaborate on, you know, these are the this is the way we do things in Mendocino County and this is how we can help each other. So uh, yeah, we're, we're getting prepared all, you know, everybody is getting prepared from the sheriff's office, the local PDs and uh, OES We're you know, everybody is starting to uh, finish up. It, it's always funny. This time of year is meeting season, right? Uh, and it, it seems like from about mid February until June 1st, uh, we're always in meetings getting prepared and we're getting training done and we're assuring that we're, um, we're meeting the needs pre-planning and preparing. And then once fire season hits, then it kind of slows down to the meeting season. And then we really focus on being able to respond to the emergencies. And one of the other things I just thought about too is I see that there's a bunch of new cameras in the hills, fire or smoke. I get they're not fire, but smoke cameras. Is yeah, that is that under you guys? Who's that under? That no, one? it's those uh, those cameras are from uh, PG&E, oh. and they're a, they're a really good networking system, and we use them quite a bit. Uh, and they're I think they're more and more going in every year. I think that they're putting a couple in. Um, I believe up in Cobolo around that area. So we might see those things come online, um, you know, later on this year, but yeah, they're a, a, just a way that we can all collaborate and it's a way that we can see uh, into the drainages and things like that. So if there is a fire, it kind of gives us a understanding of how that fire is burning before we get resources at scene. 
Well, so that's I, a really and, thing. and I think you can use the ta- uh, those cameras to triangulate it too. Um, you kind of used to be with the watchtowers. They used to have the yep. fire watchtowers years ago. And yeah, the, we, and the had, lookouts. Yeah, the lookouts. Yeah. There you go. That's what I was going for. The lookouts, the fire lookouts. But with these cameras, they're running twenty four seven. There's probably somebody monitoring them, and if you see smoke, then you can triangulate it and boom, be on it pretty quick. Yeah. I think that's yep. a to me that's just a brilliant idea. I, we need to get more up there. That 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 is really going to get us ahead of the game. I mean, yeah, I think it's you know all these tools are uh, technology is a great thing. You know, it really does help us. Uh, get prepared. And, you know, early detection, a lot of times is what keeps those fires small, you know, totally. it's, it's always access, early detection, and an aggressive initial attack response. That's how we can be successful, you know, and when I talk access, uh, you know, that is if you own a piece of property that's up on the hill, and you have a lock gate, certainly come down and talk to the fire department so they have access to that or uh you know if it's a combination lock they can you can give us the combination uh or if it's a you know if it has a lock on it maybe we can hang one of our locks on it so if we have an an issue there we can get there rapidly uh early detection that you know that really boils down to the cameras it boils down to um you know lookouts if you know in in the right time of year we could have those things staffed uh, throughout California and, you know, cell phones and things like that will again, help us with that early detection, you know, and then the aggressive initial attack, that's really the collaboration of all fire agencies coming together. And, you know, we try to knock those things out as, and try to keep them as small as possible. So we can, um, be successful of holding it on to the, the footprint from where it first initially started. Yes, and then I the other thing I will be covering probably later on when I get Brent on is about the new Nexel systems and the alerts on your phones that you can get on your phones now for immediate areas as to where the fires are and getting that kind of thing. But it is important, and I will say it again here, if you live rurally on a dirt road and you want to make sure that your local fire department has a map of that dirt road and where you're at, and it also helps if they know where there's water sources, especially nowadays when uh, there's a lot less water just hanging around in ponds and stuff. There's a lot of big tanks out there that you can retrofit so that these guys can get in there and get the water they need into their tankers, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we're always uh, welcoming folks to the station. So if if you do live out in a rural area, stop by and talk to your local um, CDF station or CAL FIRE station, you know, that – come down and meet the folks that are are servicing your area and um, you know it's always nice to to be on that first name basis prior to the emergency or at least understand who this person is and where they live and that kind of thing so if you do have an emergency at your house it really helps uh, connect the dots is if if you um, have had that conversation prior to the emergency very true. And if they know you, they're going to find you quicker, maybe. At least they know where you're at. So so we're getting ready to wrap up, wrap, wrap up here, Luke. Uh, we've covered a lot. I want to thank you for your time and stepping up to do this. I'm so glad to have a local back at this because you know the the county so well. Uh, anything else you'd like to get out to the listeners? we got a good listenership here, and they're pretty receptive to this kind of information. Yeah, I think that uh, just, you know, we are going to have another uh, arduous fire season. So please do your part of, of 
doing your defensible space around your home. Get your um, signage up. If you don't have your address posted, please post it. Um, and then, you know, certainly if you're uh, interested in a job with CAL FIRE, uh, reach out to your local CAL FIRE station and we can point you in the right direction because we're always looking for locals. So thank you. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on, Luke. Um, Luke Kendall, and he's going to be around. Hopefully we'll be seeing him around. And uh, thanks so much for coming on and getting all this great information out. And we're always a resource here for you anytime you need us. Well, thank you. Thank you. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening. <laughs>